All right, let's get into this. Uh, do you want to start this one off? Yeah, Dan? I think it's my turn. Um, okay, so welcome to the Days Off podcast. Uh, my name is Kerr. Hi, Kerr. My name's Phil. Hi, Phil. Um, and yeah, this is a podcast where basically we just chat about what we've been up to and things that we like, you know, films or TV shows or yeah. games, whatever. Um, but we're going to... We normally have like a three-act kind of structure. Yeah, normally we're quite... Um, yeah, structured. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to attempt to simplify that a little bit. Free it up a little bit. Just have a conversation and just be... Get loose. Yeah, yeah. Anything anything is fair game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a slightly different setup this week, but we'll see how it goes, you know. Yeah. Okay, so I guess... Oh, how do you start a I conversation? Know. Hi, Phil. Um, what? what? Oh, I was gonna oh. say, what have you what have you been up to? Like, because this is like this isn't just gonna be media stuff, right? It can be in. So it what's... is. It is. Yeah, it can, it can be anything. Um, I mean, like in terms of what I've been up to. I mean, I don't know, not a lot. <laughs> Over to you. No, I mean, I've just been uh, just been working away. You know, we've got uh, for those of you that don't know, Karen and I run a small video production company so yeah i've been working i've been out in some shoots uh doing some editing been droning uh, a little bit of droning yes um a little bit of uh practicing at least because we can't really uh <laughs> do that commercially yet but um that was that was very well yeah very well said yeah <laughs> Um, droning for fun yeah exactly droning for fun and um but yeah but i have been consuming a bit of media yeah yeah it's inescapable Mm. um i love it i love media i know (laughs) this is this is like the the university side of me of like oh media yeah what media have you consumed i love uh (laughs) entertainment i'm a fan of the genre i hate myself for talking about texts like text oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah what yeah. texts have you been yeah what do you think of that text and it's uh, like, i sound like such a wank when i say it but it's it's default now yeah i know i can't help it i know uh that basically just means show or any right, yeah, individual yeah, yeah. piece of work yeah right? it can be pretty much anything um but yeah that's just, that's that's my my week in a nutshell actually that's been a week of writing as i'm like really close to finishing phd stuff that's right yeah after three and a half years that's, roughly is that how long you've been doing the phd yeah it was october 2015 Jesus. so it's i mean it's flown by uh wow. it feels like seven years yeah um but yeah i'm like near to the end my hopefully final draft everything is in like monday so three days time and what's the word count sitting at it's sitting at about seventy-five thousand words just now that's mental i don't i can't even i i, I mean how long is a, a book do you know what i mean i know i know i, I mean do, i don't know what that looks like see yeah to put it in some context like our when we did our undergrad dissertations they were what like twelve thousand or fifteen thousand words yeah i think i got away with doing a shorter one because i was doing two oh you were doing joint yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so if you did joint honors you could do it shorter mine was twelve thousand and that was for single honors so my individual chapters in this on average are about fifteen thousand words wow so it's a lot of a lot of stuff so that's what that's let me do my mathematics here that's like five dissertations almost like pretty much a bit more i've got yeah like i've got a kind of big introduction chapter some stuff about like methodology and how i did my audience research and then three 
big ass chapters. See, when when someone needs to mark something like that, that must just be a nightmare because it's like you've got to read a book. I don't know where they begin. Yeah. I know. I I, I kind of see when I was going for feedback last time. So I submitted like a full draft to my tutors at the beginning of February. Right. And didn't really hear from them till mid-March because they were busy with a lot of stuff. And it's a lot of work to get through. Sure. And I assumed there would be like a ton of rewrites. And thankfully there's not. Their feedback was really, really good. I think they were surprised like the level that it was at, which was great. But yeah, I don't know how you begin to mark something like that because I go to read it and I get bored. Yeah. Like I think it reads well and stuff, but just there's so much to read. No. Um, yeah. I think you need to kind of structure it and do it in, in and settings. Wh- and what is it you're writing about again? Um, I mean, I know what you're writing about, but let's educate the listeners yeah, here yeah, a little bit. They're excited to know. No, so I, I basically kind of stumbled upon this thing at Comfort TV and thinking about the idea that in day-to-day life a lot of folk use tv as something to kind of make themselves feel better right um so it's not always the case but it can be and some of it can be quite subtle so it can be you know i'm always talking about sitcoms and shows that are like quite calm that i like um so it's this idea that tv subtly kind of contributes to our resilience as people right okay um but in order to look at that i looked at a couple of different audiences so i worked with some families i worked with some students who'd just gone to university for the first time and I worked with hospital patients. So the idea was they were in quite different situations, so they might use TV in really different ways. Um, the students were really cool, actually, because they like they didn't know anyone. They you know they properly cocooned themselves a lot of the time. Um, yeah, of course. I imagine this is students that... Well, even if you do... I'm thinking about students that come from like another city or something There's, like that. Yeah, there were some that were international students. There were some that were just, you know, from down in England or across Scotland or whatever. I was thinking even um, though, even if you come from Glasgow though, well, it must be easier because maybe you have a, you're going into a new environment in university, but you might still have a circle of friends outside of that. You'd have the kind of support network. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of the time what Because that was up, my experience in uni, you know. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah, because I lived here, it was like I still had the same circle of friends. I probably yeah. didn't throw myself as much into university as Me neither. I would have otherwise. No. Um, but I don't know if I feel I missed out on that or not. Weirdly, I mean, I did one year before I did film and TV and our paths crossed. Uh, I did one year of aeronautical engineering. Mm. And I was kind of more involved in university life there, even though... I think one of the people I was studying with went to my school and stuff like that. So they were still kind of within my circle of friends, but I was going to the the like the union, the and union stuff. a lot yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found it detrimental to my studies. <laughs> it was a nugget. Well, thing. aeronautical engineering is quite full on, you know, compared to film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, film is full on in its own way, but yeah, there's things, you know, calculations and stuff yeah. like that. That's a bit. Yeah, you just. I I needed to study more. I've always been bad at studying. I've always been bad at working in general, actually. Um, but yeah, I just found it too distracting. So when I went back to uni and did film and TV, I kind of purposefully just treated uni like a job almost i would go there go to the lectures the lessons whatever and go home kind yeah. of like no extracurriculars you know. i kind of did that yeah I, some of it was convenience as well it's just like okay i can just nip in for a couple hours head home do mm-hmm. what i want exactly um, but yeah it's it, in the research that i've done stuff it's nice to kind of see a lot of the time like students bonding over tv 
so the, like things like when I was doing it um, Planet Earth 2 was on or things like Game of Thrones and stuff like that sure. so there was a lot of shows that people were sharing and it was a way for them to kind of make new friendships or to get used to their surroundings um, but equally if they were homesick you know if they were away from family or friends or whatever they could actually you know watch a lot of these shows to remind themselves of home or to remember you know different kind of aspects of the life that they had before they went to uni um, so there's a lot of cool stuff in it I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out but <coughs> I'm very glad to be nearly done it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah yeah it's a long it. time to live with one piece of work yeah. I think in our job like normally you know we do a project for a month or two and yeah. then it's kind of done and that's yeah, it exactly. so having something that's that length like that duration is pretty tiring and a little bit boring my mind just is kind of like I'm ready to do something else yeah you know? no I get you um, but yeah the end of that is nearly insight so that's something that's exciting that's happening good um, I have I'm also <laughs> I'm also learning a lot more about what it's like to live with a pregnant person oh is it the barrel of laughs that I imagine it is see to be honest like my wife is always apologising as if she's you know being crazy or you know, been really hard work, and she's not. She's been absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, she did burst into tears the other day, really? randomly, uh, which I know is a thing that can happen, but I wasn't really prepared for it. I can't remember what we were watching. I don't know if it was to do with television or not, but yeah, she just kind of got upset, and I, I think she herself was like, why am I crying? <laughs> like, what's, oh, man. What's going on? It's like the hormones going mad or something. Yeah, just her hormones are all over the place. Um but in the morning sickness is still a bit of a drag so she's she still got that it went away for a bit and then it's kind of come back so she's 16 weeks just now so that's like what four months um but yeah it's come back a little bit so i think she might have to get anti-sickness stuff if it keeps going right um but i think part of that's her work as well so because she's a nurse she's doing 12 hour shifts that are you know a very inconsistent pattern when is she going to stop that um, so the way it works she's got to use up her annual leave oh my god Ooh, I can't believe I've even got the ringtone on sorry Jesus. about that sorry that Jesus. is, that is even very the dog's bad. looking at you that is, I know he's like seriously we're Phil we're chatting about a stuff. ringtone um, sorry listeners that was that is bad podcast form I know was, uh, if we you know if we were the type to re-edit we would cut this out but we probably won't no we well it's me that puts these online and that's definitely not happening you've already yeah. said you don't like work no no <laughs> extra work like that no. no um yeah so she she needs to use up her annual leave before she goes off on mat leave so i think she'll actually stop kind of end of july so it's not that far away okay the baby's due mid-september right so so i've got time to get used to it but my other friend she's just had her little girl who i'm going to meet later on today um, and she sent me a Snapchat uh, the other day of her partner bathing the baby for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he looked like he was doing a good job. I'm now <coughs> terrified at the thought of like, oh God, I'm going to have to like bath the kid and like try yeah. not to drown them. And all these things that like I hadn't really thought through Clean it before. shit up, feed it eventually, you that, know. That stuff, I'm like, I'm less worried for that. Right. It's more th- things like I hadn't thought about like bathing them. Or hmm. yeah, what what to do if they're they're sick or you know all that kind of stuff. Like I get you need to clean them, but little things I hadn't thought through. I'm now like, oh, this is like there's going to be a lot of things I hadn't expected. Apparently, another friend of ours just had a kid, had a little boy, and uh, <laughs> they took him round to visit some friends, and he decided that he was just going to have an explosion of everything all at once. Oh my god! Uh, so when he was getting changed, he like 
pissed on the wall <laughs> and then he threw up and just yeah like I'm like oh this sounds great I'm really looking forward to this this mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of fun but uh, but yeah I, my, my, my wife is doing well she's actually like I don't know why she beats herself up as if she's like being really stressful or whatever but she's been great I can't imagine how I would be like you don't know what your body's doing you feel strange all the time you feel sick all the time I know she had to get you. jags yesterday like so she had to get her flu jag and is it whooping cough? Should get that as well. I'm like I, I'd be moaning all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like a white knight, but Jesus, I do not envy women, like at all. The reality of like seeing someone going through it every day, and I know some. This is Holly was saying that some people are like pregnancy is the best thing. It's like I love being pregnant. She's like, I, I don't love being pregnant. Like I'm excited to meet the kid, but like I'm ready for this to be done already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's um, not even halfway. I know. Yeah, I made that point. I don't think she was that happy <laughs> about being reminded of that. But um, yeah, it's such a you kind of you think of the life change of like the baby arriving. You kind of forget everything that person needs to go through before. You get to the the birth, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, she's doing great. I need to grow up a little bit though, and be a bit more mature. Instead of being like, "Hi, you're crying," <laughs> which is kind of what happened. Crying loser. Yeah. Where are you crying at? <laughs> so, what about you know? We normally chat about media stuff. What about is there anything you've been watching? Well, or... I mean, the big thing was on Tuesday. I went to see Us, mm-hmm. which is Jordan Peele's new film now. Oh, this is why you watched Get Out the other week, wasn't it, with Michelle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd seen Get Out already, um, but I like... Weirdly, I quite... I've gotten more into horror as a genre. It was kind of something that I always, you know, I don't know, dismissed. Well, I mean, I think it's mainly because horror films can be made quite cheaply, and they're quite profitable. So Hollywood churns out a lot of dross when it comes to horror but get out it is kind of horror-y it's but it's also kind of funny i don't know it's get out was a really good film so i went to go and see us jordan peele's next film and i was more disappointed actually i think it's because i had quite high expectations going into it because you'd like the other one so much yeah and it's not a bad film by any means but it just I don't know, it was quite an interesting concept that they do, but I don't know if you know anything about the... No, no. You've not seen the trailer or anything? It's like a family go on... Well, the film opens up, you know, 20 odd years ago or something like that, and a little girl walks away from her parents at one of these, you know, typical American fairs by the beach, like a fun fair. She goes into this hall of mirrors... And, you know, something scary happens to her. Right. You know, cut forward, this woman now has a family of her own and a husband. And they go back on a, on a family holiday to kind of like the same location, Santa Cruz, I think it is. Right. And they essentially start to get harassed or terrorized, really, and attacked by their doppelgangers. So it's okay. people that look exactly yeah. like them. And then it goes on from there. And... Yeah, it was kind of... I mean, there's parts of the film that are quite good and stuff like that. There's a kind of twist at the end that I saw coming a mile away. Like... What are the... Yeah, what are the doppelgangers then? Are they just genuinely people that look like them? Or is it like some spirit thing? Well, no, no, no. There's nothing really supernatural. It kind of... 
it kind of seems like it's a abandoned government experiment. Okay. That's the kind of vibe you get. Yeah. Maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler, I don't know, but it's it's not really that that kind of thing isn't really addressed massively, like the origins of them and stuff like Is that. It just accept it. Well slightly. you get to yeah, you get to see like where they come from and things, but it's there's no kind of like revelation of like oh this is what they were trying to do why they were trying to do it i think there's probably just a lot more i think jordan peele just focuses more on i don't know the kind of like subtext of like you know your dark side or Mm. you know society having two sides you know a dark side and a good side or whatever but yeah, I was just kind of, I was just kind of disappointed with it, you know. Um, I hate that feeling after a film, especially if it is something that you've kind of anticipated. Where it's not that it's like wholly bad; yeah. it's just not quite good enough. Yeah, like, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, it did get quite good reviews, though. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, I don't know. It just didn't quite hit the the heights of uh, of Get Out. Mm. It's a little bit. I think it's more horror than Get Out was. Okay, I think. Um, I would recommend that you watch Get Out because at the end of it, the premise itself is kind of almost like silly or comical in a way. But mm. uh, again, Jordan Peele's making more of a comment on how like race in America kind of thing. You yeah. know, I know. I went to watch. Uh, is it Mandy the other day? Like that. Um, oh, the Nick Cage, Nick Cage one. Weird and then- thing. Holly just wasn't really bothered for watching it, but I might watch it this weekend because it's like I, I kind of still want to see that. I never got around to seeing it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, weird. It looks pretty trippy. So yeah. I'll maybe feedback on that next week. It looks a bit mad. I did actually watch a, a, a horror in in commas. Don't say Buffy. No, no Buffy. I know. <laughs> I, I, I talk about it every week. I can talk about Buffy now. Um, no. Uh, so me and, and my friend Alan have kind of got into the habit of watching really shit movies together. Like awesome. we'll intentionally pick a film that looks awful. They're normally on now TV, um, and they just yeah. There there was one that we watched that was like a cross between Hunger Games and Jurassic World, um, which I can't remember what it was called. Now. That sounds awesome. It was great. I mean, it, it was terrible, but it was like it's so bad that it's enjoyable. Right. Okay. So he recommended from his friend the other day we watched The Sand. So it's a film. I think it came out in twenty fifteen, but it's like a low budget. Never even heard of it. It's basically imagine Jaws was in the sand, as opposed to in the water. Okay, that's like Tremors, isn't it? Like, do you ever yeah, watch Tremors? Yeah, to an yeah. extent. Yeah. So basically, it's like this group of people are partying on the beach. And uh, two of them find it's this weird kind of it's like a massive kind of like cyst type thing. I don't know. It's something that's like all weird and pulsy and it looks weird. And they decide to I, I can't remember if they chucked it in the fire or not. They brought it back to camp anyway, and then it cuts to the next day, and they think everyone else has left. Right. But they then quickly realise, like, oh my God, like something's maybe happened to them. Yeah. Right. Um, So basically, when you touch the sand, you die. Um, So there's like something in the sand that's like pulling people down or like eating their flesh or all this kind of stuff. So it's it's terrible. It's like an awful movie, but it's so bad it's good. It's like Zombievers. We watched Zombievers a while what? ago. Have you not seen Zombievers? No. Zombie Beavers? Come I, on. I got that, yeah. I, got I know, that. it just takes... That's like, not that's not grabbing me as much as sand. So, like, yeah, the sand's like worth watching. 
because it's it's just awful and the acting is like so bad. Okay. <laughs> um, but they're basically kind of stranded. With, like, there's a couple of them that are in a car. There's this guy who's just he's like a big like <laughs> this big black guy who just somehow is like stuck in a barrel. I don't know how. Like they they kind of got him into this barrel and he can't get out of it because he's like quite an overweight guy. So he's just stuck in that for like the duration of the film, and right. they've drawn like a cock on his face while he's been sleeping. So he's freaking out that he's gonna die, and he's got a dick on his face. <laughs> like, um, it's it's a load of nonsense, <coughs> and the CGI in it is terrible, but it's like it's fun. I, I like that kind of really trashy film where it's like it's okay. a comedy, it's not a horror, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't believe you've not seen Zombievers. I've never even heard of it. It's like a kind of cabin in the woods sort of thing, but then these beavers, okay. these zombie beavers, start to attack. Um, they just look like Jim Henson's kind of nightmare, right? Like Muppets Gone Wild. Okay. But, um, yeah, you need to you need to start watching bad films with us. Do I? Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. I think you know if we add in some like a few beers, that'd be fine. I need to. I've got I've got so many films and stuff that I need to watch anyway. Um, I don't know if there's room for. For shit on that, I might. Ha- I might, unbeknownst to me, I might have enough shit on my list already. I I was saying that to you earlier, so that I I kind of I'm getting to a point with like the list of stuff that I need to watch where it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. Like, which I've seen a few people talking about that kind of like streaming fatigue or like media fatigue. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so much stuff to watch. Just I now. know. There, there. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, and there's like lot Game of Thrones there. coming back and different things. At least that's gonna be weekly, to be fair. But yeah, that. Yeah, no, that'll be nice. Um, easily consume. Uh, yeah, you can easily consume that. Plus, I'm so so pumped for it that. Um, yeah, that's not gonna feel like a chore. I don't think. No, except Holly's rewatched all of it. Actually, she rewatched. Oh really? Yeah, all the previous seasons. So. Oh wow, I'm trying to get Michelle to watch it, but. Well, well, she is kind. Of, not really. I think she's she's watched like the first couple of seasons, but uh, it's not gripped her. No, no. She kind of she watches rubbish like Pretty Little Liars. I think Holly. Yeah. She either does watch that or used to watch it. Okay. Is that the one where it was like A? The yes. Yeah, yeah. Holly does watch that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But A's been like a, six different people or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I think eventually they reveal who it is. But... Ashley Benson and folk. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get her onto more quality. She's also one of those people that can't watch subtitles. Oh, really? Well, I think she refuses to... I'm just totally bad-mouthing her. She won't listen to this. <laughs> but she refuses to watch films with subtitles. And I think that... Uh, so like Roma or whatever, she wouldn't be interested. No, in No, no, which is annoying because you're you're kind of missing out on a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of potentially good stuff. I think it makes you pay attention more a lot of the time, which is is a good thing. I think you eventually forget you're doing it. Yeah, you anyways, yeah. you know. I think. Um, I, yeah, yeah, even if you're even if you're out and about and there's a TV on that's got subtitles on because it's maybe a noisy place or whatever. Mm-hmm. After a minute of reading it, you forget you're reading subtitles. You just get into the rhythm of. Oh, that's how I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Um, tell you what I'm actually interested in again, which I've still not really tried properly, but the the PSVR stuff. Yes. Because yeah. there's like Iron Man VR. Coming. Well, you've you've had a kind of like I've uh, had a shot. You've had a oh yeah, you've had a shot. Yeah. Well, you've always had this kind of um, fascination with it. You know, 
I've been close to buying it before, but then I feel like I can't justify it because there's not enough that I would play on it. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, so I tried, yeah, my, my sister and her partner have got it and they, I think it was the Star Wars thing. There's like a little kind of Rogue One game, like a little demo. Yeah. It was maybe 15 minutes of gameplay or something like that where you have to go and rescue this uh, starship. And that was kind of fun, but it was the novelty of like being in an X-Wing and looking down sure. and realizing you're in the flight suit and yeah. you see the target and computer and all that Peeking kind of stuff. You go that. hyperspace, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, Alfie, what are you uh, sniffing at in that bag? <laughs> I don't know. It has to be noisy. But yeah, Iron Man VR looks interesting. Well, I mean, none of that was gameplay, I think. I was watching that trailer. It was just a trailer for you. Yeah. But the um, idea of it, I'm on board with. Yeah, it sounds kind of... I I get it. It sounds kind of cool. There's some games and stuff like that that I would quite like to try out. But I think, like you said, it's quite quite an investment. Also, I have games and stuff like that that I need to play. Um, Normal games. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually been... I've got a a PlayStation Vita, and I've been going through some of the games that I got for that, like free and PS Plus. Yeah. That were pretty good. I was playing this game last week, actually, actually called Severed, which is like a touch screen game. So you're kind of like, almost like a Fruit Ninja style thing where you're slashing stuff on screen. But it's like boss battles, and there's like a story behind it, and there's exploration... Yeah, I was quite I was quite impressed by that actually. Yeah. That was something good that I played last week. Yeah, I've also been getting into that because uh, I keep seeing the reviews are really good. You know, the Good Place mm-hmm. on Netflix. You heard uh, about that? The one with Ted Danson. Ted Danson, yeah. Chris Kirsten Bell. What's her name? Like something Bell. Yeah. Uh, is that the Frozen one, or is that someone else? No. Um, it's the one. She was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She was Sarah Marshall. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. I can picture her, Basically, yeah. it's all about the afterlife. She dies, goes to the good place, heaven. Yeah. Uh, and then, but she's not actually a very good person, so she doesn't know why she's there. And, yeah, she meets other people, and it kind of gets a bit weird and complicated. I've watched, like, two seasons, and I still don't know if I like it. Is it quite... It seems quite zany. It is, but it's, like... It is zany, but it's not zany enough it's like that i don't i don't feel that the the jokes really come thick and fast enough it's quite safe i, I don't remember know. reading before people saying that it's the kind of show that you can only watch a few episodes of at a time because it gets so kind of sickly nicey nicey that it's like a wee bit yeah aye. i can imagine that yeah i've yeah i've never got around to watching it um, i don't know if i can recommend it i don't know mate you need to watch Queer Eye, mate. You need to hurry up and watch that. I've finished it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Queer Eye. I've never been that into reality TV, yeah. if I'm honest. But, yeah, maybe I should give it a go. See, what I did see that mm. I'm totally kind of geeking out about... Have you seen the trailer for You versus Wild? No, I've, re- I've read something about that. Though, yeah, sure. so this yeah, is Bear Grylls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this was the yeah. The, Choose your own survival adventure. The, yeah, because last week I was saying there was going to be other titles, wasn't there? Like, yeah. yeah. So this is coming out. I think in a couple of weeks. It's sometime in April. So you it's able to make him die. So that's like <laughs> a ban- I think you will. Yeah. Because I think it is like a Bandersnatch kind of like you know A or B. Yeah. What goes? You wrong? You see in the trailer, he's like he's in a precarious situation. He's kind of like dangling on a rope, and it's mm-hmm. quite a steep path. And he's like, "Do I go?" Up to the top and face the mountain line, or will I go down into the valley? You decide. And um, surely you can make him die to that mountain line. Mountain line, line every yeah, time. Exactly. 
Um, but I think it, it it's I think that's quite a cool idea. I really that's like cool. Man vs. Wild. Even though I know yeah. it's all staged and stuff like that, I've still got like I still like you know, there's no there's no danger to it. It's like, is he going to survive this one? Oh, I don't know. It's yeah. like, of course he is. He's staying in a hotel every night, probably, you know, and he's in the back garden of the hotel doing this thing. He's not actually in the, <laughs> he's not actually in the wilderness or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But he still teaches you cool stuff because I like camping. I like the outdoors. Yeah. You know, he still teaches you cool stuff of like what to do. He eats the gross like bugs and things like that. And there's like a perverse pleasure though, isn't there? In like, part of the thrill is like seeing someone put through that kind of thing and it's like you can almost enjoy it all the more when you know it's not real like you're not actually enjoying someone's proper misfortune well the thing is i think i think if you were to make a show like that where you did make it real Mm. it'd be very difficult to get an entertaining show out of that because i think maybe a lot of stuff just wouldn't happen so obviously he's presented with a load of situations like he comes across i don't know like a a, a fallen parachute or something like that and it's like yeah. how can he make use of this material it's like obviously that's planted there yeah. or there's happens to be a deer carcass there you know but you need to set up that stuff so so you can get the most amount of like education out of it you know yeah. and good tv so yeah i'm totally fine with that plus i think it speaks to me on a deep man level do you know what i mean is this your man point well no well i think that like i I think maybe it's like even like a human level i've been reading a lot about i've been reading a book called sapiens by yuval no harari so it's basically about the evolution you know uh of man you know from hunter gatherer into like society and Mm -hmm. how he then goes on to create more complex things like you know religion and companies and corporations and ideologies and stuff like that but I think we all come from a hunter-gatherer background. We all got that somewhere in our DNA from hundreds of thousands of years ago. So I think, you know, being outside in the wild, in a way, you know, as much as a lot of people hate it, hate camping, hate all that shit, they just want to be, you know, a house cat in the city. Um, I think think it speaks to a lot of people, like on a deep level. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind of, it scratches that kind of primordial itch where, you know, it's been shown that, you know, you, you de-stress in the woods or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you go out to the wilderness. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just you don't have the kind of constant uh, stimuli of being in the city mm. of, like, you know, cars and noise and your phone and all yeah. that stuff, you know? So I so I like watching Bear Grylls because it kind of, I don't know, it... it you know, and I, do you not ever get like, oh, what would I do in that situation? Oh, yeah. Or you kind of think like, would I be able to do that? You know, like, could I? Uh, yeah, because see the one, is it when they're on the island or whatever, the, the mm. Bear Grylls thing, that one. The, it's called The Island, isn't it? The the series. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So that, like, when I've watched that before, there's aspects of it where I'm like, I could totally do that. I could make like a, a little camp or whatever. I think I would be okay. Yeah. But then when it comes to like slaughtering like a bird or whatever, I'm like, I I would not be able to do that. Like, I'm kind of, I'm a bit squeamish. I don't fucking like birds anyway. Um, Wouldn't that make it easier? That would make it easier to kill it maybe, but not to then touch it. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, But I think I would struggle with that. But I would have to find like, I'd be like a veggie. I'd have to find like. I don't think you would. I, I don't think you would, though, mate. Because I think what you're forgetting here is you're. It's survival, right? Exactly. You're not yeah. superimposing four days of not eating onto yourself. Do you know what I mean? I think your mindset. Would fish, change. I could do. I could go fishing and stuff like that. That would be fine. Yeah. I think there's something about. 
Yeah, there's something about like actually kind of slaughtering an animal that in my mind right now I'm like, oh, I, I couldn't do that. But you're right, it would be a different. Yeah, maybe after four days you you bite its head off, you know, <laughs> just eating a raw yeah. pig. Yeah, um, yeah, it is quite difficult to put yourself in that situation when you're nice and warm on your couch. You've just eaten a snack, yeah. you know, and it's just like, oh, that's and it's, yucky. It's so hypocritical to be like, I couldn't kill an animal, but then I'll eat animals. Like, yeah. I, I hate that aspect to myself. I'm like, I, sh- I almost feel like I should be able to at least contemplate doing those things uh-huh. because I'm making it possible anyway. Yeah. Because I'm funding that kind of... No, exactly. And I think... Um... Yeah, I've always thought that. Like, if I had a big enough freezer, I'd probably like to go out and hunt, you know, once a year. Get a deer or something like that, cut it up, and then keep it. Did you ever see... Was it Eden? The thing that was on Channel 4? No, no, you told me about that. It yeah. was It was really interesting, but it, it did not go the way I think they, they thought it would. So, it went about Lord of the Flies, didn't it? Yeah, so basically, it was this idea that, that you know... I can't remember how many people there was. Say it was like 20 people because it was like a proper little society. Um, They would make their own kind of camp and just start to develop their own society in the wilderness up north in Scotland. And um, it started out quite friendly and quite joyous, but then quickly descended into there would be little groups, you know, kind of different clusters and there would be different hierarchies and they would start to hate certain people in the group and start to try and force them out. Um, there was one guy who they just really had it in for um, and were provoking him. You actually saw there was one episode where they provoked him into a situation where he, <coughs> I don't think he attacked someone else, but he was on the verge of doing it. They wound him up so much, but they were goading him. They were like, encouraging them to do this so that the showmakers would have to take them out right, you know, and, and okay. remove them from so there's stuff like that there's a bit disgusting but no just you saying the deer thing they got to a point where the, the the lads sort of took over and made their own guy camp because they were sick of like the women supposedly not doing enough even though they were doing loads um but they felt the women weren't earning their keep so they decided they would go create their own camp and have like an all-meat diet and they were just slaughtering all the animals, like, needlessly. They didn't need to kill as many animals as they were killing because they had, I think they gave them, like, some pigs and some sheep and, and animals they had to care for at the start. But they were just slaughtering everything. Like, for so there was a vet there who was obviously meant to keep these animals healthy in the meantime, and he ended up leaving the show because I can't deal with this. This is, like, they're barbaric. Like, they've totally descended yeah. into kind of anarchy and, and proper primal kind of behaviour. Um, so it was like fascinating to watch but disgusting at the same time so like, you don't need to kill this isn't survival this is like I just want to eat deer every day yeah <laughs> you can have venison for every meal yeah um, but yeah man it was horrific to kind of watch but like worse aspects of humanity like yeah. not the kind of survival stuff you see with Bear Grylls where it's like almost quite positive of like this is how you would get through this this was like if he's we just very, continue to descend he's very positive bear girls i kind of like find that somewhat adorable because he's always talking about how being positive and having an optimistic outlook is like essential to survival yeah you know to kind of like and he's always like a smiley guy you know what i mean and i think he's quite christian as well did you see, see the thing with him with Obama? Did you ever watch yeah, that one? Yeah, 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 that was pretty yeah. good. But that was very much like that where it was, it was obviously different with the president like there, but it was like a little PR piece of positivity. and Yeah, they went to like Alaska or something. Yeah. I think they wanted to highlight a little bit of global warming and 
Yeah, he, he prayed with them. I think he's in the American show when he's got American guests, he prays with a couple of them. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think his faith. Fair enough. Fair play to him. Whatever. Um, I get jealous. This sounds really weird. I get jealous of people who have faith like that to really? a certain extent. Not because I want to change my beliefs, but they can like let him. He obviously draws some kind of strength from it. Yeah. Like, and there must be something quite nice in that sense of like reassurance. Yeah. You know, um, which doesn't say my life is like despair, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, I can see the value of having faith. Yeah. But don't believe in jack shit. <laughs> no, no, I'm the same. But then again, I don't think you choose that. Like, I don't think yeah. you can choose to believe something. Either do or don't. You know, yeah. it's not a, it's not a logical choice. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That was like one of the things that came up. So, yeah, what were you saying? You were before that, before we went into that, you were talking about. I that. said queer eye, I think. Oh, yeah. And then we descended into reality. So, see, this is what happens. This is the conversation stuff. This, this is, is less. This is the flow. Structured. Yeah. So, either people will love this or be like, for God's sake, go back to structure. Um, I know. Well, I mean, we should, we should clarify as well. We still, because I love it so much, we're still going to do a question each this time yeah a kind of like random question yeah or like a topic that we want to discuss so sure. it might not be a set question but, but let's but... try and uh yeah but we're trying to be a little bit more organic with yeah. it you know and just have the, this is the kind of crap we would talk about anyway this is i agree what i quite like that it's just the same as me turning up in the morning and us speaking for far too long about nonsense that we've watched i know or... <laughs> i know i'm not actually getting any work that. done yeah <laughs> um I do have like a, a potential topic actually. Go on. Um, well, I say topic, but it was more. I don't know if you'd seen this. Where it was on the news about, um, I think it was a primary school in Birmingham. What was it called? Parkfield Community School, right? So it's a primary school, and they were doing LGBT lessons. Oh, I did hear about this. Go on. Kids. Yeah. yeah. And parents held like a protest. Mm, yeah. And I think Birmingham there'd already been issues in Birmingham with this where there was other schools that were protest as well. Yeah. Um but I guess I just wonder what you think about like kids being taught about LGBT stuff because there was an argument <laughs> there was a quote from one like parent which was basically like we're not homophobic but <laughs> it's like well yeah. you sound a bit homophobic. Yeah. Um but there was another argument that I, I kind of get that one parent was saying, look, it's not actually about being homophobic. It's about whether children, you know, who are potentially as young as like six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, you know, whether they should have to think about equalities and rights and all these kind of things at that age because they're yeah. kids. Yeah. So I don't know whether these classes were like really intensive and it was really detailed or if it could just be like sometimes there will be a family that has two mums or two dads or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But what's your what's your kind uh, of take? Well, yeah, I kind of it's weird. I kind of I think it's totally fine to you know teach kids like the surface level kind of stuff, you know. Like you're saying, sometimes you'll have two dads or two yeah. mums just to be like, this happens and it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in another sense, it is quite nice, I think, to preserve kids. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether to say like innocence or more 
that they don't have to deal with that kind of identity politics like on a deep level yeah. too much that too early do you know what i mean it's like we've got you get enough of that when you're older you know in high school or when you go into uni um yeah. you know let it's kind of like a you know, you want to let kids believe in Santa for, you know, you don't want them to lose that magic too early, but you don't want them to be the last people that, yeah. you know, the dumbass that still believes in Santa. You know, you kind of, and I guess maybe it's the same with the I'm LGBT like, stuff. Yeah, I'm like, where are you where, going with Santa? Where you, you, I don't, I, I don't know how to make that connection actually, but no, there's I, something there. Where you kind of want to give them the surface level stuff, you know. Yeah. I see the way that I interpret I think and I think what you're hopefully I've interpreted what you're saying in the right way, I think that the issue is is actually nothing to do with LGBT. It's about whether kids have to think about these issues of identity and gender and you know, we're like a society that's like overly concerned with labels. Yeah. And and not offending others and various different things, but from my point of view, I feel like you should just encourage kids to be accepting. And yeah. and it shouldn't be an issue whether someone has a mum and a dad or two mums or two dads or, you know, whatever. Like, I don't really see an issue in that. I think it's it's more the parents' reaction makes it a bigger issue. It's like a kind of hostility sort of thing as if there's an issue with these kind of groups when it's like there's not, like... How is, like, a gay family any different to another family? They yeah, shouldn't be, no, you know? No, I know, and I think, I think, I mean, I wasn't reading too deeply into it, but I think some parents are weirdly afraid that it's going to make their kids gay, and it's like, yeah. that's not how it works, I know, you know? I read, like, I was reading up on this beforehand, but yeah, there were some parents that were kind of, like, almost as if it was, like, promoting these groups as if, like, it was something that children should aspire to be, but right. I don't think that's how... It works. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, it's it's, uh, it's not a choice, man. But no, um, exactly. Yeah, I think I don't know. Like in a weird way, to a certain extent, with kind of like identities and stuff like that, you kind of don't want to focus on it. You don't want to go too deeply into it with kids, you know. So that maybe they grow up with a sense that that kind of thing isn't that important. Meaning that yeah. It, if someone's gay or not, it doesn't really matter. Or if someone's skin is a certain colour or they're part of this religion, doesn't it's not a big deal. You know, why are we... Why do we need to go, like, too deep into it? Because it's not, like... You know, who cares if they're gay? Do you know what I mean? No, Maybe if you promote a kind of, like, ah, you know, whatever. You know, you don't give it a second thought. Yeah. That's kind of, like... I think that's where you want to get to with society where it's kind of uninteresting to a certain extent like this person's yeah, gay it's normal. Like, so yeah. what you know no I, said, I know I wonder if it's like the parents are making an issue of it but equally the schools have framed it as something that has to be taught as opposed to something that you just accept yeah. that's just how culture and society is and that's you know there's different ways of living to how your mum and dad maybe live you yeah. know um I feel like it's something you could almost teach kids in like 10 minutes, like one 10 minute lesson and that's yeah. it. You know what yeah, I mean? And, and be conscious of it through, you know, if they're primary kids or whatever, be conscious of it in day to day stuff, you know? Yeah. So make sure it's not prioritizing like, like heterosexual relationships are the norm. You know, yeah. it's like there, there isn't a norm, you know, as long as people are happy and healthy and good to one another, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, exactly. 
it's such a I, I still find it and I'm sure we've said this before at some point but I still find it weird to think that there are people who are our age that have got kids and, and have like homophobic attitudes are they I, our age? I guess they are, aren't they? Well, they could be. Yeah, I they could always, easily be our age. Whenever I hear parents, I always imagine people oh, yeah. older. Do you know what I but mean? But they could be our age, and they've got kids at school, and they, you know, what I mean, like these parents who have like quite whether they recognise it or not, but like kind of homophobic attitudes. Like I couldn't imagine. I guess you don't know what your prejudices are like until you're challenged on it. Maybe there's things that are innate that you don't recognise, kind of thing. Maybe. But yeah, I still don't understand in the kind of society that we've been brought in like brought up in or the the kind of education system that we were brought up in I don't remember you know it, it, it was normally fairly inclusive the way that school worked when we were kids yeah so I don't well, see well I mean I, I don't or know I was getting I, there I think yeah I think still though like when you're growing up I think you know even in my school this would have been late 90s being gay, being called gay was still like a slur if you're a guy. It was used as like I mean? an insult, like, yeah. oh, you're, you're so gay. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, I think that's getting less and less. I've not been in a school for a long time, but I, I'd imagine that that's getting less and less now. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the same thing, isn't it? It's, like, it's just, it's different. It's, it's like all stuff with kids. Like yeah. Anything that's different is something that's like latched upon and made fun of uh-huh. or whatever, you yeah. know? whether it's appearances or... Yeah, I would have to find out, I think to, to pass judgment on it, I would have to find out a little bit more... On the surface level, it seems like, yeah, you do want to make kids aware of this stuff, but I'd kind of want to know what is the intricacies of the lesson? What does Yeah, the, what are they taught? What are they actually taught, you know? Yeah. Because I think I remember seeing, I think I saw some banners or whatever, that they didn't want kids sexualized either. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, it must be so tough growing up just now, you know, to keep your kids away from like porn or whatever, just something with the internet. It's like yeah. you could they could see any amount of fucked up shit. Whereas we didn't really get that until much later. You know, yeah. the internet wasn't really like a big thing until. And our parents didn't know how to work anything. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you'd imagine the people having young kids now, again, our age, so they've grown up with that stuff. Shit, they they know the dangers, and they they might want to just do whatever they can. Like I said, to, you know let them be kids like not have them it's, it's you not know. protecting them from LGBT groups is it it's about yeah. like realising that they maybe don't have to worry about uh-huh. sexuality and stuff yeah. when they're six yeah <laughs> I think I think yeah I think there's probably maybe maybe there's some genuine people in those protesters who are just they maybe have that opinion they're just like listen wait till they're 13 or something do you know what I mean like where it's like you know 7 or 8 is maybe a bit too young or whatever like that I don't I don't remember anything in primary I remember secondary stuff where sure. you'd have like sex ed yeah, or whatever yeah which was a load of nonsense as well but yeah at least they tried but yeah that was like 13, 14 or whatever mm-hmm. we were getting that yeah yeah maybe maybe you wanna you wanna leave it a little bit but I mean I don't know if any of the parents out there were like straight up like it's not natural or, or something like that. I think know? a lot of it was on religious grounds as well. Right, okay, So I think a yeah. lot of it was kind of Muslim families who'd withdrawn their kids, according to this article that I read in The Guardian. Okay. But, but that's, yeah, there's like different kind of cultural and faith implications and stuff like that. Same for some of the Christian families. So it goes deeper than mm. 
just like homophobia kind of thing. It's like homophobia within religion. Yeah, if it's baked into an ancient religion, it's kind of tough to to get around, you yeah. know. But yeah, uh, it's, it, it was something I saw. At first, my my immediate reaction was like, how can there still be like people being so fucking homophobic? But then I think there is an element of like, yeah, do kids need to be burdened with the kind of topical stuff that we deal with day yeah. to day like they should also be allowed to just be kids and not uh-huh. stress about that so they should be taught that these things are totally natural and that it's absolutely fine if your mate's mum has got you know sorry if your mate has got two mums or, or whatever um, but yeah maybe you not you can imagine it's deal. the kind of thing you can maybe do quite effectively in like a story format or whatever do yeah. you know what I mean of like a kid who's got two mums or whatever do you know what I mean? Like in primary, they would maybe yeah. do that. Or maybe you would do like problems if you're teaching them about maths. You'd be like, uh, David's two dads uh, each come home with, you know, four yeah, apples yeah. each. How many apples? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like little kind of like things like that, you know. I think one of the, the yeah, because one of the books that I think they were reading was called like King and King. It was like, two, you know, two dads. Or, two or kings banging. You know, two kings banging, yeah. yes. <laughs> don't think that's how they framed it. Um but yeah, they were. I think some of the parents were objecting to that kind of stuff. But I, it's the same. Though. I mean, we've had all these chats before, so I'm not going to go down that road. But same with with ethnicity and stuff too. The fact that folk can still be racist is just so fucking ignorant. <laughs> That's what it is, man. It is. It is. Uh, it is just ignorance, basically. You know. But, I mean, women suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that. We know that. That's science. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's so wow, well, okay, you surprised me. That's quite a spicy political I topic. I know. Yeah, that's we, not, I've not gone down that route before. That's not so fluff, man. That yeah. is. Uh, ooh, this is the one. me being serious as a you know becoming yeah. a parent. I'm thinking yeah. about these things. No, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I heard about that story, but it was in a slightly different context where uh, you would get people who, on the one hand, would bash kind of like and rightfully so bash kind of like home homophobic kind of things that were going on kind mm. of thing you know very progressive people but the idea was what happens when it's another protected group like muslims doing it it's just like uh, like a lot of them yeah. felt like can you criticize them i mean in my mind you can criticize anyone for anything kind of thing but you know within reason but you know it's it's fine to do that but yeah that's that's the context in which i heard that story um but yeah i think i think if you're following a kind of ancient religion that has those kind of views mm. uh it's you need to get with the times man you know it's, especially it's, in this country you know no you i know to, this is the thing where it's like we, i'm conscious of you have to respect people's faith but then you also... It looks like you can you can think what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want there to be like a thought police or anything. And to, yeah, you can tell your children whatever you want in the privacy of your own home. But your religious beliefs can't affect the state. There needs to be that separation. So yeah. you cannot be specially catered to uh, by the government. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it needs to be... That needs to be secular. That needs to be just... Do you remember that stuff that where it was suddenly... When it came to, like, promoting Christmas time, it was, like, the winter holiday. Or the, oh, yeah, they stopped yeah. using Christmas because it's, like, on Happy religious... holidays. I don't that get stuff. that. And, like, if, if you're, if you're a Christian, then great. And it's Christmas. And if not, I doubt that people are that offended. Like, it's commonly referred to as Christmas. Like, I know. 
it's it's stuff like that that's like a well too far in the wrong direction like it yeah. does not matter I know I know it's uh, well I, yeah that's like a, I suppose that's that's just kind of like advertising and stuff like that isn't it um, yeah yeah, yeah I don't get that either I'm not a huge fan of Christmas but I don't seethe when someone wishes me a Merry Christmas yeah know? stop going on about Jesus I know <laughs> Christmas to most people is like presents. It's not like oh, it's, it's, totally, it's not it's a thing anymore. Coca Cola, it's presents. Yeah. It's food, like way too much food. Yeah, it's not about the baby G anymore. The baby G. <laughs> it's not about him. So yeah, I give us I give us political stuff. Man, that's uh yeah yeah. I had uh, do you know I had like two ideas as we were speaking there, but you've just thrown me through a loop, man. I made uh, you think deep. <laughs> Exactly. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. I'd be. Th- I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I'd be thinking this deep. I'm not used to being so challenged. But no. um, do you, do you know one thing that while you're thinking of that really quickly that I should mention? Go on. Because the, the the homework last time was Arrested Development. Yeah, so maybe we should address it. that. Yeah. I I I've still not really managed to get through that. I don't know what's happening. Have you watched an episode? I've watched. I I have watched an episode in bits. Okay. <laughs> Like and they're only twenty minutes, but yeah. it's taken me like a couple of ghost steps to get through it. But it just feels like it's I don't know having having binged the other ones not that long ago because you yeah. told me to watch them. Yeah, I love the first three seasons and stuff, but it just feels like a, a poor imitation of it's, its former hollow. self. Yeah, I don't know. It's not got the and I can't stop noticing the ADR. I know. It's I know, mate. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's... like they have re-recorded so much shit. Every scene, every single scene, it's like, did you not get one thing right first time around? I know. It's like, it's so obvious and it goes on all the time. And there's bits where you're like, they've obviously slightly tweaked the dialogue. So they kind of yeah. keep the person visible. But it's like, that's not what he said. Or no, like he stumbled or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's when you notice that kind of stuff, it just takes you further and further out of actually enjoying it uh-huh yeah no definitely that was uh yeah that's something i really noticed as well i was wondering if you're gonna pick up on that i what i finished it mm. i watched the full thing um does it get better or no i'm not I, to be I honest, i'm not gonna so. go back and watch it, i don't think yeah i don't think you're missing a huge amount it's kind of it kind of i don't know if they're gonna do any more because this one kind of serves as like the final okay kind of you know, ties a little bow on it. It seems like, okay, this could be it forever, yeah. you know. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do any more. I'm not that fussed if they do. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they should just leave it as is. Um, yeah, it never really, it never really did I kinda, anything for me. I kind of wish they hadn't. So it was what, season four, wasn't it, where they just sort of picked up where they'd left off? Yeah. I kind of wish they'd just jump forward and, and try, you know, actually Time's have dip. a, yeah, have a big gap of time and just, you know, you could almost tell anything you want by that point. You can still do yeah. flashbacks and stuff, but make it, you know, a more modern sort of story, have yeah. them in completely different situations or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. They yeah. could have mixed it up quite a bit, but instead it feels like it's too much trying to imitate mm-hmm. the first three seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would not really recommend it. <laughs> no, I think I think watch the first three seasons and then just, just Save stop. Save yourself. Yeah. yeah, just stop after that. Yeah, I still can't think of a topic, man. I had two. I think I. Wait a second. Wait. Let's 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 quickly run through <laughs> what we were talking about there. So, 
Okay, yeah. This this was this was to do with your dissertation. Mm-hmm. Now you talk about writing comfort TV mm-hmm. and how TV is your friend. You know what I mean? It can be it's used quite positive. As, a, as a salve. Yeah. You know, to the the crushing relentless kind of like awful nature of life. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> shelter from reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's a good thing? You know, do you think that, you know, having this kind of thing where, you know, to a certain extent it might be kind of putting a band-aid over it, is it good to have that? Or is it kind of distracting from having that problem in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you go to to TV for something... So, I think there's different... And do you tackle that at all? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's, like... I think there's different angles on it. On the one hand, like like anything, you could totally abuse it and get lost in... Sure. Complete binges of series and, and you're just avoiding problems and... It's not a great thing. What what I kind of tried to argue in my PhD stuff is that it's part of like a support network. So, you know, TV is something that you maybe turn to now and again because you want a distraction or because you want to remember things or, you know, you're just looking to relax and, and feel better in some way. But that's not all you've got. You need to have other things you need to have people around you you need to have mm. other activities it's part of like a healthy lifestyle potentially <coughs> part of a balanced diet exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Like in the same way that like you wouldn't you wouldn't just watch tv all of the time you do you know have films and books and you know you read stuff on twitter and you you know what i mean you have like a network of different sources of information and entertainment with the smile <laughs> sorry mate i was just uh, I, was, I was watching father ted last night i didn't see this this in the episode but there's a bit where Dougal is like watching TV or something like that, and Father, I think it's Father Ted that makes the comment, chewing gum for the eyes. Yeah, I've heard and that then, before. And Dougal says, oh, no thanks. As, <laughs> if he, as if he was being offered chewing gum for his eyes. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, what what kind of comes up in the in the audience data that I've got, and it's part of that is like, I need to acknowledge that these were people who volunteered to do it so there's not mm. necessarily like people who maybe have like a really troubled domestic life mm. or you know what I mean you tend it tends to be fairly positive yeah um but yeah tv is something that can just be watched ordinarily and it's not about it's not consciously about comfort or any of these things it's because it's entertainment and you might have favorites that you get excited for and that you really anticipate and it's you know very different feelings yeah but it can also be used to problem solve a little bit. So some participants were talking about, you know, if they got a bad mark in an essay or whatever and they were a bit stressed out or they were, you know, say they were doing some work for for uni or for their actual job or whatever, you know, you might distract yourself with TV as a way to kind of inadvertently, like a form of digression, to sort of mind ticking away in the background, still thinking about what you need to do. But, you know, you're getting some downtime, you're kind of restoring yourself a little bit. Um, so it could be used to problem solve in a little bit of a way Um, but yeah it came out and and most of my stuff it comes out as like a pretty good thing but I think clearly it's not always a good thing if you think about going back to kind of parents and stuff like that you know I think you have to regulate like how much stuff your kids would watch and what kind of stuff they're watching and you know try and ingrain that sense of like TV can be a good thing quite early on but it's about moderation and it's about 
variety and it's you know what I mean like being aware yeah. of how things make you feel um, but yeah I think from my point of view it's like a pretty positive resource the data backs that up like yeah. I imagine there's a lot worse thing if you're having problems there's a lot worse things you can turn to like alcohol no, or you know drugs or exactly. whatever exactly and I, I don't think it's the thing is the reality of it is for most people it's just something to do yeah, you know? yeah, yeah so sure. it's this idea that really TV can be like subtly kind of comforting and reassuring or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, there are some examples. There was one guy who his wife had passed away a few years ago and they've got two kids. So he kind of spoke about using TV in response to grief. Um, and that was interesting because it became all these different things. So on the one hand, he used it as something that would help him remember his wife because there'd be shows that they maybe shared or, or certain shows that he would watch that would remind him of like different points in their life and, and how things used to be. Um, he would use TV as like a form of consolation. So if he, he spoke about, you know, if he'd had friends over for dinner or whatever, normally they would leave and it would have been him and his wife and they'd, you know, unwind together and chat about the night that they'd had and, you know, they would have a moment for themselves, yeah, but yeah. now obviously he's not got that. So he talks about like TV as kind of filling that space because mm. it's a voice it's it's someone else there yeah um but then there's like tv is fantasy so it's watching shows like he goes on about like Battlestar galactica and and those kind of where it's like completely removed from his life he can forget his life yeah um and kind of get caught up in a journey yeah but a lot of the time the shows that he picked which i don't know if he was really that aware of it but a lot of the time the shows he picked were narratives where he could almost imagine he was saving people. So, uh, have you seen Battlestar? Actually, have you watched all of that? No, no. It's really good, but like the the president that's in it, basically towards the end of the season, uh, the end of the series, she gets cancer and becomes really unwell. But it's this fight for survival. You know, they're trying to save the human race. Sort cancer of thing. still in the future. Cancer still in the future. Damn it. Um, but there's like this interest in like these parallels between the situation that he was in and the situation that you know, the characters are in, obviously, like, extremely amplified and out there, but I, yeah. I could kind of get that watching these sort of things, you know, would allow him to be upset. Like, he could cry, but he wasn't necessarily crying directly because of his situation, but he was able to kind of process his emotion through the situations of others, you know? Mm. Um, so stuff like that where I think is, is really good. Um, so I'm, I'm very pro-TV, but I have to make sure I don't sound too pro-TV in the thesis because it gets a bit boring. Um, Interesting. Yeah, there's good stuff in there. I, I won't make you read it, it's too long. Yeah, i probably do the same thing. Uh, not so much with TV, but I'll fire on loads of stuff on YouTube, like podcast clips and kind of like stuff that I like to listen to yeah. while I do something else. I, I worry about exactly. my attention span. Like I, I always need to do yeah. like two things at once. Like consume something and work or game. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. There's one guy who spoke about set it and forget it. Right. He would like, he'll put the TV on, but then he'll tidy his room. Or, you know, that the same kind of idea as you're saying yeah, there, that yeah. whole sort of like maximizing the experience. So it's not just that you're cleaning your room. You're also actually watching a show or listening to a podcast. Oh, or for whatever. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was like fairly kind of common. And some of that was like, you know, with the students who'd just gone to uni, you know, part of that was like making making the space that they were in more of a place, making it somewhere that they were familiar with that started to feel like home and stuff. I know this is when it's like, I can hear myself saying Make all the, the shit. space the more like a place. Well, well, space, right. So there's this thing where space is meant to be like abstract. So space is, you know, if you're talking about 
me traveling from here to my house there is the space in between that is to get me to the destination okay. that is like my place that is like my yeah. home i've made it mine it's between places yeah so so make that a place yeah so like for the students who are moving into like an empty room who've yeah. got none of their shit okay, you know or okay. they've got like a few items from home or whatever it's like how do they make that like a home because they're going to be there for four years you know um so there's aspects of like the decoration that you put on the wall and like you know yeah. different things that can make it homely but tv was like another aspect to that because it's familiar voices or characters or things that remind you of like yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's like a picture frame or something. Do you know what I mean? Of, yeah, exactly. Okay. So you use all those kind of things that reassure you. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's like I've gotten into the the thing of like just maximizing time and in terms of being entertaining. You know, mm. not maximizing time in terms of work. Cause I suck at that, <laughs> but but I think I think podcasts are really quite revolutionary because they're so passive. You know, whereas you know, a TV show or something, you do kind of need to pay attention and yeah. look at what they're doing. It's and, the whole and visual like thing, that. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas podcasts, you know, for the... Although I haven't said that, I shouldn't have done that. No, no I'm not going to talk about that, actually. I may <laughs> or may not have uh, watched some iPlayer when I was stuck in traffic the, the other day, <laughs> just on my phone. Um, We're going to go with may not. <laughs> yeah, may not. didn't happen. I thought about it. Yeah. You imagined what it could, would be like. Yeah, yeah, vividly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I got to my destination safely and everything was fine. But um, but no, like podcasts, you know, like you're saying, cleaning or, you know, doing whatever. You know, it's you like can, if, it's, if, if you, you can put, consume a lot more. Well, yeah. if you think of putting on radio on the TV, you know, when it's like the blue screen or whatever. Sure. It's like you find yourself looking at it because the screen's on and it's like, why am I staring at a fucking blank screen? Yeah. But if you remove that visual component, you'd be moving about and doing stuff and cleaning or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I was speaking to a client of hours the other day we were driving to a location and we were talking about podcasts and she was like oh i feel so old because i feel like i don't listen to music anymore i just listen to podcasts yeah you know and i do the same like my music cons- consumption has gone way down yeah. because i've heard the music most of the time <laughs> i've heard all the music well no, no 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 but i mean like when you're listening to the radio or whatever especially the radio i listen to like radio 2 or smooth no. or scotty's always got absolute 90s on and it's just like how how often can i listen to that playlist yeah. where i've got tons of content i've never heard before in the form of the spoken word you know interviews whatever no. lectures that you can consume you know but it's, it's yeah it's that exact same time thing isn't it of like why waste time listening to something i've already heard like yeah loads of times when yeah. i can have something new well i think the only time i really listen to music is when i'm struggling at the gym because there is something you, you know need when that, you, yeah yeah because there's something that music certain songs can give you i've got like a gym playlist and it tends to kind of g you up a little bit you know give yeah. you a little boost of energy so i kind of like mainline that into my ears you know when i need it you know but I mean, going back to the TV thing as well, like there can be, because a lot of the time the stuff that I was doing, there would be like old sitcoms or old TV shows that people really yeah. loved that they'll return to. But I think in reality, like there's only really a handful of shows you do that with. Sitcoms lend themselves really well to it because it's easy to put on an episode of something again or, you know, it's Frasier or Friends or whatever. Sure. You kind of, there's something quite nice about knowing funny bits that are coming up as well. You almost anticipate certain things. You're like, oh, that's that's like a really cool moment. Like, I yeah. need to pay attention. 
but it's almost like the passive thing where you don't need to be as attentive no. the whole way through because you kind of know where it's going. And no, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that me and my mates quote each other. We quote a lot of Partridge, a lot of Father Ted, yeah. um, Trailer Park Boys as well. There's a lot of stuff that we quote to each other. And like, you know, I was with a mate last night and a couple of episodes of Father Ted came on. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It's It's funny to go... Back to that. Do you, or did you ever hear of this? I was surprised at how many of my friends do this. Mm. They fall asleep to TV. Like, they put it on specifically to fall asleep to. I used to sort of do it. The thing is, we've not got a TV in our bedroom now. So, um, like, my wife kind of made, like, a a conscious decision of, like, we're not having a TV in there. Because we used to in our... In fact, no, we didn't in our old flat. When we had to live with her mum for a little bit, we did. But that's because we were in a tiny room and all of our shit was in one room. Um... But yeah, I used to, when I was back home, I would have on like Family Guy or something that was like BBC Three late at night and would kind of doze off and then wake up and turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard a lot of folk doing that. Yeah. But it, it must be the same idea of like familiar voices and like... Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, I think other people have, like, they, they like like white noise or something or like a vacuum cleaner or something like that. You know, I, I know that of... my sister and her partner did that for the baby. Like for when Maisie was really little, mm-hmm. they would have there was like a site where you could get noises that would be like equivalent to like being in the womb. So it would be like okay. that kind of, or like white noise machine or whatever, like swishing noises or the pulse. Yeah, or like, to like yeah. soothe her and like calm yeah. her down and stuff. Not that she was ever like a really hyper baby or whatever, like who's ever stressed out, but it would just kind of calm her. And they still do that, but it'll maybe be more like nature. You know, outdoorsy kind of noises, yeah. you know, birds off in the distance and all that kind of sure. stuff. And it totally, like, see when you're sitting in that kind of environment, even I feel chilled out. And I'm like, I know I'm in their living room and chatting with them, but it's it's just something that... Mate, that's what... Uh, it, it's kind of going back to what I said about just nature. You know what I mean? There's something to it. There's something yeah. to the noise of, like, the wind and the trees or, you know, birds or the, the, the fucking... The, the shore... You know, like the, ah, the waves, waves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, there's, there's something, something quite deep nice inside in that. us that but that's, reacts positively to that. But there's something probably similar. You know, when you edit, you always put on those playlists that are like the kind of chill out playlist. Yeah, it's And it's not like, obviously it's not nature stuff, but it's not like encroaching. It's not like putting on a band or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. there's lyrics and there's all that kind of stuff. It's, it's like lounge of, music. Do you it's know like a I bed mean? underneath. Exactly, exactly. It yeah. is kind of like... Yeah, like lounge music, you'd imagine, like, I think it was weird, actually. See, when I went to Ireland, it's it's so nice to go to a pub that doesn't play any music. And that's quite oh, rare. No, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Really? It was like, it was weird when we realised that, being in a couple of pubs, and it's like, oh, they've not got any music on. It's like, yeah. no one needs to shout. Do you know what I mean? I hate that. Like, that's what puts me off a lot of bars and stuff, where it's like... Oh, they just got it too high. Is, yeah. it, is it something to do with, like, people say that... I don't know if you stop to make people you drink from, more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're not t- if you're not talking, you're drinking. Meh. And it's like ugh, that sucks, man. It's like why can't you just you're there to socialize? I know. Why can't you just create a better environment? Okay, maybe you'll sell slightly less drinks, but maybe I don't know. Maybe you'll t- have a busier pub. People like it's, that. It's the know. same that there's something like I think when you go to that kind of pub, like with no music, you have not a sense of community. That's probably too strong a word, but there's like a kind of like jolly sort of atmosphere yeah you know what I mean where it's like you can hear other people enjoying themselves and it's like communal and it's quite uh-huh. social and stuff whereas when you're in a pub that's like all music you're there with your mates and that's it you're less conscious of 
other people in yeah. that way. Yeah. But then you can't hear what anyone's saying. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it feels more isolating in a sense as opposed to like I think there's something quite nice about chatter and like that kind of background noise, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I agree, man. It could um yeah, that could almost be like another kind of like music bed, almost. You know what I mean? Of just like quiet chatter. You know, like that little rumble, like yeah. before you know a performance starts, or like a, uh-huh. that kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for um, kind of like that that lounge music that I put on. I think yeah. it works quite well because you've not heard any of the songs. You know what I mean? There's no anticipation attached. There's no anticipation. It's just... And I don't know. It does, like, lower your heart rate or something. It does make you feel more chilled. You know, yeah. it sets the kind of mood a little bit better. The radio... I've gone, I've gone more and more off the radio because, you know, it's... Mu- if I, you know, if I really want to listen to music I've heard, I'll put it on. I've got the, I've got the songs. Uh, the news is awful. Um, you know, especially <laughs> miserable. Well, yeah, it, well, just how it's just like you know, it's all this. Bre- it's just constantly this Brexit nonsense. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going on. I'm bored of it. Like, I there's something I read on that the other day. Not to start us off in a whole other chat, but it was basically saying someone was kind of saying the reason why so many people are, are just saying leave without a deal, as a, or or revoke Article Fifty, is because they've got to a point where they they're so fatigued and so tired of it all. It's not they don't understand anything in between, but they they don't fucking care. I it's know. like either leave and get on with it, or just do something, undo this shit and yeah. get back to normal. Because yeah. that's like with, with the fatigue, that's the options people understand, uh-huh. and that's you know just get on with it. I know. So I, it's not so much about like necessarily that some people are like, oh, I really want to leave or I really want to stay. Like, of course, there are people you know sure. who want that, but part of it's just like make a decision. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's what's uh, doing my nut and it's the uncertainty of what's happening that's kind of exhausting, you know? I, like, I don't want us to leave, but I'm at the point of like, if we have to leave, just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> Because know. you seem determined it's going to happen. Stop dragging this on. Yeah. You know? Anyway, yeah, so basically, uh, I, I... Avoid I, all that I, stuff. I've kind of gone off the radio because of that a little bit I just put on soundtracks and stuff as well when I'm writing it's like I'd rather have like a little bed of music that's yeah. in the background that's not too yeah, yeah I could see like a soundtrack being good for that yeah maybe not when it's like Hans Zimmer shit and it starts getting really intense like <laughs> oh I'm Batman yeah <laughs> or like the Wonder Woman music which is amazing um, do you have that soundtrack? No, just remembering Batman v Superman, there was like a little Wonder Woman theme. Oh, yeah, 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 with the guitar yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a cute little yawn alfie. Is that you telling us that it's maybe time to end our chat? I think he's saying wrap this up. Well, I think we've been going for, you know, an hour and 15. I think that's probably that's a good time bad. to stop. Yeah. So basically, I think this is how it's going to go from now on. It's going to be more of a casual chat, and we'll each, you know, chuck a, chuck a hypothetical question in there, or topic, or whatever, yeah. basically. And there still might be shows, or, or films, or things that we recommend, oh, but yeah. it's going to be much more relaxed. It's not homework. <laughs> yeah, it's not homework, you know. Yeah, well, we'll still, you know, do a recap of our week, and surely any news, or any, yeah. you know, media um, that's piqued our interest will pop up in there. Um and you know maybe along the uh, you know further down the line you might do slightly more targeted shows where you know if we specifically want to talk about the Game of Thrones finale or uh, Avengers or something like that you know we might uh, might jump in with something like that make it yeah make it content specific but yeah hopefully yeah hopefully you enjoyed this slightly 
different format, I think it went quite well. Yeah. I think we probably spoke about more things than we would do otherwise. I think so. I think so. And it, it kind of like, it's it's nice for my laziness. There's far less prep to go into this one. <laughs> as long as you know what you've done in the last week. Exactly. Which you should do because you've lived it. Yeah. It's fine. I was there for you were that. There. So yeah, make sure to like and leave a comment if you enjoyed this. Yeah, share it with someone else that you might like. Uh, leave a amazing review telling us how awesome we are. And you can subscribe because you know you don't want to miss out on more of these. Yeah, exactly. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Exactly. I think we're on all the platforms, all the good ones. Yeah, all the ones you've heard of. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back next week. Okay. Speak to you then. Bye.